bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Well, normally it would be Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, a little Rich Schneider, but tonight it is Little Rich Schneider and Brian Freeman hosting the show. Greg is in Florida getting a tan, and you can't really blame him for that. Gentlemen, how are you? There's a lot of action on the show tonight. I'm going to say a couple things, and then we'll get uh, uh, we'll get started. But Chris Moore from uh, doing, Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink is here. Elon Wenzel from Element Knife Company is here. Mark Whistler from The Goods is here. John Irvin from Gluten-Free Things is here, and Alex and Dan. Daniel from Meridium Spirits is also here. This is kind of a, a show that we're throwing to our supporters, sponsors and otherwise, yes. people that support the Modern Eater show, that love us because we love them back. That being said, it's a big day in Denver the last couple of days, actually, for uh, the James Beard announcements, and there's a lot of news, and there's a lot of chefs. Little Rich, we know a lot of these chefs in Colorado that just got nominated. You know, several of them have been right here. Um, and, and we can obviously let's we can go down the list. I mean, uh, I know Brian's working with many of them. That's right, what I love. Right I'll tell now. you, most of them are buying produce from Growers Organic. That's awesome. But you know, there's one shout out I want to give on this is to Lee Sullivan because yes, her indeed. work with with Denver Five and now Colorado Five really uh, paved the runway for this. I, I think it's unmistakable. A lot of them on the list have been involved with Lee and and. Uh, yeah. You know, so well, and, and you're a supporter of Lee, because I know I'm a sponsor I of her five her. group. We have been for a few years. What she's doing with her chefs here in Colorado is really important. Uh, yeah, and I this mean, list. Yeah. I mean, God, we go 12, down. 12, right? We have 12 of the chefs are from Colorado yep. that are on this year's list, I believe. Yep. Yep. Seven, so best new restaurant. we got Sunday Vinyl. we got Bar Program, Williams of Graham. Carrie Baird, a, a no, no stranger here. We had her on. Yep. Uh, she was a guest just a little while ago. Dana Rodriguez, yet to get her on, but I'm working on that. She's coming out with her own line of mezcal. Is wow. she and Yes. Nice. That's and so a cool that's thing when I want to get her over because she's, and I tell you what, that is going to be a fun show. Well, she's you know, she's my tequila girlfriend, just so you know. <laughs> her and I have been drinking tequila in, in alleys of Denver for a long time. And now I know you've got a good tolerance. Who can drink who under the table? Oh, with Dana and I, I would say we go toe-to-toe. Now, who couldn't oh. ever hang with us was her boy Fausto over at, uh, I'll give out Chef Jen, yep. Jankowski over yep. at Rioja. Fausto could never hang with with uh, my my good old, and what's her nickname? You know her nickname, Loca. right? Yeah, Loca. Oh, she's awesome. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee from Hop, uh, Brother Luck, again, no stranger. We've, he, we've yeah. been down to visit him. He's been up here uh, a couple times. going to be times. on the Summer Dinner Series. He's Is done the Summer day? Dinner Series from the be- beginning. Yeah, the Summer, I did now, listen, we're not going to give away I don't too, go too, too, far. Too, too much away about the sum, but there are some names that have a few things in common with the James Beard nominations and the Summer Dinner Series, yeah. but we're going to save that conversation for another show. You know, Jay sounds like a mobster there. I don't want to <laughs> say too much about those guys with that thing <laughs> in that place, but uh, just know it's 
that's being worked on. We're taking care of that. That's right. Um, <laughs> Josh up in Grand Junction. Yeah. Well, he's doing incredible. He's always oh done. God. I've worked a beef program with Josh. I worked the produce, obviously, with him all the time. But Josh is one of those chefs that he cares about it. He understands the seasonality of what we do in this food and beverage industry, right? Yeah. Because there is so much to that. Jay and I were having a great conversation about yeah. that everything in food and bev is driven by the time of year and where we are. So if it's spring, you're eating English peas, you're thinking about summertime, but that's the beginning. So you've got awesome things like um, your onions, your spring onions are are the, right now, your English peas are right now. A lot of people don't realize that things like citrus, oranges, navel oranges, people don't even comprehend that navel oranges only start being harvested in like December, November, December, and only last until about April. People don't realize this about our the food that we eat. I'm always a firm believer you should never be eating asparagus any time but springtime because it's a spring crop. But now people eat it and, you know, you go to these places and they confuse consumers because they have... You know, things like asparagus on the menu year-round, and they're bringing it in from Peru on a boat. How does it taste good? How could it be good? Northern Mexico, like... See, and you know what? That's why we keep... That's why That's why Brian is here, and that's why our viewers should keep watching, because where else are you going to find this out? Yeah. Where else? I mean, well, not really It's relevant here in Colorado. Not really anywhere. There's nowhere else. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, incredible. But uh, we've got, we had a great week there in the James Beard, uh, Denver Water. There's something coming up. I think uh, we're going to see if we can get someone from Denver Water. Yeah, because this it, is big news. This, this is, is important huge. stuff, folks. This is what is about to happen can change the landscape for many of our bakers. Yep. First and foremost, but then brewers, distillers, all the way down the line. If the Denver Water Company isn't making sure everybody knows about this, we are going to do it here right now. But this yep. is big news. Rich, tell, yeah, tell well, people the about pH, this. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're raising the pH of the water. And right now, they shoot for a target of 7.8, but they're moving it. They're going to say it's acceptable at 8.8. And just moving it that one point, uh, Brian, you hit it right on the head. I mean, it's going to affect bakers, uh, tortilla makers, brewers, distillers, any, anyone where you've got water as an ingredient. It's going to affect it, and so uh, we're going to reach out and get, I want to get someone from Denver Water down here to talk about this. We were having a discussion before the show. What are they going to use to change this pH yep. and, and and all that? So, you know, we've I'm got to I'm interested to hear because we can only speculate that they're playing with the chlorine. They're playing with other things in the water to try to do something on their side. Hey, we all understand safety's first, right? Absolutely. But I got to put a big butt in there because of the fact that, uh, <laughs> well, we, we live in a place... Colorado, that one of the things that put Colorado on the map almost 100 years ago was the Coors Brewing Company, and Coors became famous for one thing. Rocky Mountain Spring water is what made Coors and what put Colorado, in my opinion, what put us on the map. We became a very big microbrew community here in Colorado. Absolutely. Uh, You know, we've got more hyper-local beers, I think, than here. The last time I checked, it was something. How many breweries are we? breweries. Oh, it's like (laughs) another one just opened. Um, (laughs) But that's important. I mean, look at bagels. What we were talking about, you go to New York. Every bagel maker will tell you, New York water is what makes my bagel. 
absolutely. You yeah, know, that almost sounds like an innuendo in there somewhere. But, <laughs> but, and then also, I, I do want to do a, a sad shout out to our friend Libra at Lib- yes, Liberatus. Yes, that was so sad. That breaks my heart because I mean, the guy's so passionate. Alex is so passionate. A great, great location. I think future is going to show he was ahead of his time. He was with his Ono beers. I mean, not not many people were doing the Ono beer and what he was doing. He had a beautiful place. You know, my heart goes out. But I, I mean, quite honestly, I think we need to have a show about this because recently we are seeing really big icons. I just dealt with this last week. Um, the the last the Friday before last. I got news that one of my orchards that I've been working with for my entire career, 25 years in the organic produce, they've been around for 60 years, closed their doors. Oh. And these are, and this is Sundance. It, you know, most people, if you've eaten fruit, uh, American citrus, you know, that's out of California, you've eaten Sundance organic. Um, and it's sad. And we're seeing this, though. At, right now, I have been seeing this in the, in the industry. Yep. That our industry is having a ton of consolidation. We heard it hometown Lucky's. Yeah. A Bo Sharon yeah. out of Boulder. He struggled, you know, and then his family came back and bought. Well, he bought seven stores to keep it alive. But this is what we're seeing all over the industry. So yeah. I think we need to start talking about this because it's real. It's happening. It is. It, the fight is real for small businesses. Absolutely. All around. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's never been harder. It's never been harder. Yeah. Well, look, Brian, we're already coming on, on the on the 15 minute. Uh, Jay, do you want to help th- uh, throw it to break for our first 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to throw it to the little berry corner, uh, uh, which is normally the little rich corner. But what, we're going to throw it to the, the little berry corner with uh, the, the lovely Rebecca Berry over there from uh, Fourth. She's talking with Elon Wenzel, it looks like. So we'll throw it to them. We'll take a break. We'll come right back with Chef Christopher Moore from Degree Metropolitan, and we'll talk about some of the food that he's going to be cooking. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Happening across the nation right now. ADP is helping Party City stores streamline recruiting. Music houses like Squeaky Clean Studios are demoing tracks while ADP helps keep business on track. And ADP helps a small Mexican restaurant keep up with compliance demands. When ADP helps businesses achieve what they're working for, that's newsworthy. HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it, too. But once you start to understand your options... You can partner with your doctor and find ways to face MBC on your own terms. Visit findyournbcvoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor. Some questions have answers. Visit findyournbcvoice.com to find some of yours. Modern Eater family, it's Little Rich. Everybody needs insurance, but do you have the insurance you need? When we opened Studio Kitchen Colorado, home of the Modern Eater, we had no idea what insurance we needed. We didn't even know where to begin. Times like that, I turned to the experts. Our insurance expert, Brian Brenning with the Ewing Levitt Agency. Brian makes the coverage discovery process easy and seamless. Here's what you can expect from Brian and the team at Ewing Levitt. 
the absolute safest coverage, fair, low rates, quick response time, and honest, straightforward service. I've been in business 40 years. I trust Brian Brenning and Ewing Levitt Agency. He's not just an insurance expert. He's my friend. Make him your friend and expert, too, by calling the Ewing Levitt Agency today, 970-679-7374. For the best and most reliable insurance coverage, that's 970-679-7374. It's the Ewing Levitt Agency. Hey, Chef Friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Yo, folks, we are talking about baking. I'm going to turn this over to Jay Parker right now to tell tell you about one of the best bakers in town. Jay, who is it? <laughs> well, thank you, Brian <laughs> Freeman. It's Aspen Baking Company, to be more specific. And whether you're into uh, hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, and the list goes on and on, you are down with Aspen Baking. That's right. AspenBaking.com is where you want to go. That's where you'll find all the delicious bread, but you won't find any preservatives, artificial coloring, or chemicals in their bread. They don't get down like that, and neither does the Modern Eater Show. I'll tell you the website one more time, and then it's uh, back with Chef Christopher Moore from Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. It's AspenBaking.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, 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 we are back <laughs> at the Modern Eater are here in the Rocky in the Mountain. Same frame? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, great break. And now look, look who we've got on the table now. I'm always excited about what Christopher Moore is doing just because the guy is very worldly. Thanks. Appreciate that. I love this guy. I, and I blame Chris. Not because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I blame Chris for why I'm even here. He's, he's yep. an, an awesome guy. Appreciate awesome it. guy. Appreciate guys. Chris, now, uh, where are you at these days for so, people that maybe ha- haven't heard of you before? So, uh, Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. We are uh, right at the corner of Spear and Auraria across from the Pepsi Center. Uh, we do... We do uh, Globally inspired modern American cuisine, which I'm going to do tonight. We're doing a little bit of uh, using the big green egg and some uh, some Colorado Mill sunflower oil to do some madras curry uh, madras curry roasted cauliflower, and we're going to serve it with some uh, some um, toasted cumin raita, which is a typical dipping sauce. And then after that, I'm going to do some crispy salt and pepper fish steam buns um, with some some really good slaw made from uh, with some bok choy carrots, cucumber, jicama instead of daikon radish because it's got a better crunch in my opinion. Uh, and then we'll make a nice chili vinaigrette to go on top go with that uh, with that slaw. I love it. Hey, well, hey, what a lot of people don't know is about gr- degree food with the restaurant over there. That's that's almost like a training facility too, which is exciting because you're getting top talent from young chefs. It is. It is. Um, it was originally part of the Metropolitan State University uh, culinary program, which 
it was originally a lab and now it's an actual restaurant that was it was student run but we do part of the culinary part of the students who are in the hospitality program actually have to come spend time in our in the restaurant they have to shadow in the restaurant they have to work there they actually work through all the parts of the hotel at spring hill suites and and the degree restaurant and that on the hlc and the hospitality learning center at metropolitan state that's incredible. Now, something I want to add is how fortunate Denver is that think there's people that come in from all around the world. Maybe they, they're only experienced in Colorado. They land at DIA. They go stay at the hotel across the street from the Pepsi Center. They go see something at the Pepsi Center. Hopefully, they eat at Degree. At the restaurant, yeah. And then you're their impression of Colorado culinary. So that's quite a weight on you, Chris. And obviously, uh, you can lift it. Well, part part of the thing that I when I was first started, I was told I was asked to make give degree an identity, give it an identity. And my first first thought was, well, we have a lot of people that come to events here at the Pepsi Center. We have people that travel up from New Mexico just to come mm-hmm. see a concert. We have world travelers that come stay at our hotel for business events, and they want familiarity, but they want to also want to try something new. And so we also focus on hyper local Colorado only products. Um, we did we did two beer tap takeovers last at the end of last year with Spice Trade Brewing. And Service Area uh, Beer Company, or Service Area Colorado, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, but the focus is Colorado produce. You know, if if we're in season, this would Colorado probably be, probably be from Petroca Farms in Brighton. Exactly, it would right? be. Yeah. But this, um, obviously, it's not because it's not in season. It's winter right now. But that's the idea is come try try things that you can only get here and enjoy things you get here. Of course, we have all our all our name brand top of the line liquors and stuff that you come in and you're going to want some one of those things because you're, you know, you're from New York, you're from London, whatever, but, you know, come try something different, whether it's a, a, a local whiskey or a local gin. Yeah, and that's a beautiful hotel. Yes. I've stayed there once. And the room blew me away. Well, I gotta say that cool. if you were if you were in the know, what I would be doing is, is I'd be going over to a game or a show at the Pepsi Center. One, I'd be parking across the street <laughs> yeah. because that's a better place to park. Yep. Then I'd walk across that's the street, the go over there, see a show, see a game. Then I'd come over and have a late night snack over a degree, because you guys are open a little later than yeah, most, we're right? We're we're open till uh, we're open till 10 during the week and 11 on weekends, food wise. Bars, bars 11 and 12 respectively, um, but we do we get a we we do get a large crowd that you know the, the sports fans want to come in and drink, you know we want them to come in and experience good food, good good you know good drinks before they go spend $14 on a hot dog at the Pepsi Center. So that's you know no 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 shade on them, but we're we're a little more reasonable. We do get those people that come back after the game. You know, a lot of lot of local, lot of other teams fans travel really well. The Chicago Blackhawks, Chicago teams. Um, you know, they, if they've got good, you know, it's it's a quick drive or a quick flight, and they they stay stay at the hotel, they eat, they drink, they come back, and they eat and drink again. So we we love that. Well, and quite honestly, listen, you're coming in from out of town. You can take the light rail right, right to downtown. Right there, you're done. You can walk or Uber everything you right. need. You don't need a car. You could stay over at the it's the Spring Hill Suites. Spring Hill Suites. You could stay there, go to anything around town, and then you always come back and have a home base with right. some great food. Absolutely. With Chef Christopher Moore. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Right. None better than this guy. No. And Appreciate also, it. I mean, he uh, tell us a little bit about your apprentice uh, teaching. Oh, so he, yeah. He so, teaches other chefs. He's right, making so, them even better. Uh, part of the Colorado Chefs Association, um, right there at the Hospitality Learning Center, is where we hold our first and second year classes for our apprenticeship program. We're the only chapter in the nation that runs its own apprenticeship program. And I've been, I, I taught second year for, for a little while, and I've been subbing in for first year um, this this past year. And it's your, your, 
giving that influence upon the upcoming chefs and saying, okay, this is what you need to look for. My, my teaching approach is I, I, I expect you to fail because that's where you learn where you make your mistakes. And it's really simple because you're going to look for the, this is, cooking is not following a recipe. Cooking is, is knowing what to look for when you're cooking. How far, are these, how far are these onions caramelized before you add your deglaze with your brandy to make French onion soup? You know, all those little 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 aspects that, that I learned, sure, in culinary school, you know, back in the late 1800s, but you, know, <laughs> you have to you have to impress that upon them that that you're you know it's not going to be perfect every time. As Thomas Keller once said, you always strive for perfection. Once you think you've got there, you're not because you'll never attain uh, attain perfection. Here's you know? a question for you. Sure. I think you're going to like this one, Brian. So Chris, you know, everyone jumps in as a chef. You jump in as a cook. And then suddenly some passion ignites sure. that you you demand of yourself to go from cook to chef. Sure. When did that happen for you? What lit that spark? Um, I, I was going to University of Arizona studying civil engineering, which is uh, hydrology, water management. Of course. And right. <laughs> and because uh, every good chef does that <laughs> in the beginning of the well, career. Well, no. So um, science, physics, chemistry were all that was. I'm very science-minded, uh, but I had a. Uh, I was working at a, a world, world-class health and fitness resort where I was, a, I was a line cook, but also we did production before we got into line service. And I had a sous chef explain to me why I was doing what I was doing and what actually happens when you apply heat and chemist, the chemistry and physical aspects of applying heat to food and creating emulsifications and things. That piqued my curiosity. And then I was sitting in a permeability lab like two days later, and it felt like someone hit me in the back of the head with a two-by-four like, this isn't for you. This is not what you want to do because there's nothing creative about how fast water moves through specific medium. It doesn't matter. It could be sand, it could be clay. It doesn't matter. All right, that's not creative. This is creative. This, you know, I, I was always told not to play with my food as a kid. I get to play with everyone else's now, right? <laughs> you showed them. Right? But, but his, his approach to me of not just saying, hey, just follow the recipe, he explained to me why. That's what piqued my curiosity of it because I turned and applied my my, chem, my chemistry and my physics background of like okay what happens you know like wow the you know pe- people read bedtime stories and read books and you know romance novels i read modernist <laughs> cuisine all hey right? wait though you had to learn in school though it, I did. it water boils at a different temperature in I did. colorado i did i did arizona arizona's still 212 <laughs> yeah it's still 212 not colorado right, though it's 206 here <laughs> oh my god uh, there's none better than this guy to represent our industry and and to be a great ambassador bringing people in sure and i say this from personal experience absolutely we've, we've gone down this road <laughs> i know i know and so no, i thank you for all that you've done for me all that you've done for the entire colorado uh, hospitality industry because absolutely chris brother you've made your mark oh and no Richie doubt here, about it i'm gonna add on to that because quite honestly a lot of people don't know about all the charity work that Chef Christopher does down in Guatemala. Oh, not many people yes. realize that, right. you know, not only is he incredible chef here, but he's mentoring people that don't have the resources in third world countries on how to be a better chef, on how to just be a chef. Right, absolutely. Tell us yeah. about that. In fact, uh, Brian, you actually helped me that. You know, that's when I first met all of you is um, there's a, in Lake Atitlan, uh, there's a, an area, it's called Laguna, La Laguna Santa Cruz, which is a little village on the lake. And some foreign, foreign residents back in the 60s started a, a vocational school there because they wanted to raise the level of education and they wanted to raise the, decrease the level of like, you know, teen pregnancies, things like that, because living in rural communities, you don't 
get a great deal of education. Um, so I visited there, and I was first there in 2015, and saw and, and watched these guys cook amazing food, all from scratch. Um, they they don't have mandolins, they don't have things. Uh, when I toured the facility, I watched I watched Santiago, who was a cook at the time, holding a pair of tongs and using the the, the base of a, a saute pan with no handle. And my first thought was, well, I can fix this. I can I can. So I met with the director of the school and figured out what do you need, how can we help you, and then. In 11 days, the Modern Eater, Modern Eater store actually helped me fill a, a three-foot cubic box uh, to to wow. ship there, and it was filled with cutting boards, knives, kitchen utensils, you know, mixing bowls, all sorts of things that they need, saute pans, things that they need to be successful. Santiago is now the executive chef of the school and runs the program, so they learn everything from front of house to back house. They wait tables, they bake breads, they do everything all all on on their own. Uh, my wife and I, we donate to them every month, and we go down there and visit, you know, and, and see how they're doing. It's an amazing program because if I can't not only assist here, I can assist in another another country with people who don't have that opportunity, right? He's awesome. And, I, you know, I, gotta, I also want to mention, look at his black outfit, his, his chef's <laughs> thing. I mean, he's the truly the Johnny Cash of culinary. Oh, totally. Me. And he's clean. Don't you <laughs> love it? And yeah, he's not, yeah. it's not for lack of jumping in that bowl of cauliflower yeah, he, he's been and mixing it. it. Yeah. So here's the th- so I learned from uh, Chef Brandon Becker because he doesn't wear chef coats and I'm like look at this guy he's comfortable. <laughs> oh that's awesome Chris thank you so Appreciate much uh, we're going to be showing some of your food coming up right, we're going to take a, stuff on the gr- a quick the break yep. uh, Jay you want to take us away to uh, yeah Br- he's so much better at I, it I'm well I'm just super excited too honestly to try this cauliflower because uh, I normally I don't like cauliflower but I think what he's going to do to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you put in you some like good curry, stuff, you like yourself I, some curry there, Jay. I, I do like curry. I do like curry. So uh, we'll little we'll spice do that. of life, we're sweetheart. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna shoot on over to the uh, the little berry corner, as we're calling it tonight, uh, with our good friend Rebecca Berry from Fourth, and she looks like she's talking to the one and only John Irvin. So we'll go. We'll we'll turn it over to them. We'll be back in a flash on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. No matter where you choose to call home, American Financing is with you every step of the way. Hey guys, it's Peyton Manning. And when you choose American Financing, it really is a no-pressure experience. Their team will listen to your goals, then design a custom loan that saves you up to $1,000 a month. It's a simple and straightforward process. And it's a big reason why they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've been customizing home loans across the country for over 20 years. So, whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current mortgage, choose the experts at American Financing. The process is fast. The savings are incredible. It only takes 10 minutes to start. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or apply online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Any more these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe. I believe in the Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan.
vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking and a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at The Goods. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Freeman with Growers Organic, and I want to tell you about something that's not in my normal wheelhouse, but it is big to me because it's all about how we pour beers, wine, kombucha, and everything at your bar. A lot of people don't know this guy, Jeff Rourke, with A-plus Beverage Solutions, family guy. He's all around the country making sure that people are drinking the best tasting beer and beverages through their tap lines that they can humanly taste. Jay, tell me more about this. Well, I mean, he's just got 20-plus years in the business, and he's the one you call when you need somebody. Just call Jeff at 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke, A-Plus Beverage Solutions. It's 720-272-3809, because if you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, guys? You're pouring your money down the drain. (laughs) That's right. Don't pour your money down the drain. Call Jeff Rourke, 720-272-3809. Back to the show right now. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. (laughs) That'll get me in trouble. (laughs) Ride it like you stole it, drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Hey, Chip. All right, Jay here. We're we're back. Uh, You're back here with The Modern Eater Show at 6.30. That's right. Where did Brian go? Oh, there he is. Oh, hello, folks. (laughs) I'm back. So people know, I mean, you you might be listening to us on 6.30 KHAL. You might be watching us on Facebook. You might be watching us on YouTube. Where else, Jay? That's right. Twitter and Periscope. Instagram. There's no excuse not to watch. That's right, you guys. And now it's the one and only Mr. Mark Whistler from The Goods. Yes. Mark Whistler, thank you for taking the time. Brother, I'm, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on again. I really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, of course, yeah. of course. Let's just let's jump right into uh, do us the 30 seconds of the goods. We'll get that out of the way. Not that it's not important, but we'll get it out of the way, and then we'll talk about what you're cooking tonight and a little bit about uh, you know seasonal vegetables. Brian likes to get into that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're the goods. We're uh, connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore on East Colfax, and we uh, we're kind of a community first restaurant. We try and um, help our community 
these out all around us, and um, we uh, we also have some of the best burgers and Sammy's on Colfax. So we, we we've also we've got quite a few vegan, gluten-free, and uh, vegetarian options as well. And we just uh, yeah, three and a half years we're we're trucking along. Full bar, one of the full best bar, brunches. Yeah, one yeah, of the best bar, yeah. One of the best brunches. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the best views. He's got all kinds of alternative <laughs> entertainment coming in there. Like it's Thanks. nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. What is it, Wednesdays and Sundays or comedy night, or is that just one of those? Mon- Mondays, Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays and yep. Wednesdays, or, comedy actually, no, night. I'm sorry, we just we just consolidated everything to Tuesdays. Oh, okay. For comedy. Yeah. But but they've got listen, some of the comedy people that they've got that come in there and do this work. I ran into one of the guys in, in the other day in a store. I loved it. I loved when I came there. I've been there multiple times. Got on open mic, and I think we even saw Jay and Greg get up on open mic one night and do it. Yeah. My personal thing is, is I love the tattered book cover. But go right ahead, Jay. Jump in there. Yeah, Jay. Oh, I was going to jump in there. Yeah, I mean, t- <laughs> technically, I did. Uh, yeah, Greg and I did. A, a, and, and you guys have promised you're still going to come back and jump up there. Well, so I, listen. First of like all, you guys I, are not getting out of it. I, uh, I, I <laughs> have a plan. I'll come back and do it. I'll come back and do it. But this isn't about me and I have a thing on what I want to do too. A lot of swear words. <laughs> a lot of stuff that little it, Sam Kennison skit or what? what it, it, is, it, is, it is amateur open mic night so I'm just saying there Not might exactly. be a few swear words. I was never a big Sam definitely Listen, Greg and I will be back and we'll do some, some more comedy for sure. You, I, you have my word, I'll do it. I just can't tell you when because I'm terrified. Let's talk about the food that you're preparing tonight. Cool. What are you preparing tonight and I'll get some video of it as we uh, move along here. So uh, tonight we actually have a, it's a rigatoni bolognese uh, made with uh, ground pork, but we also have uh, another set cooking right now that I made on the spot, um, which is uh, with the um, sausage, Jay, that you had donated. Rome which is sausage? The Rome sausage, yeah. Rome. yeah. So I'm, awesome. yeah, I'm pretty excited to try it with the Rome sausage because I've never actually made it with sausage proper. Like so it. yeah, so I, I'm, I'm super excited. But this is uh, just the um, our standard uh, slow slimmered bolognese uh, with the ground pork, which um, I think it's a really just amazing kind of winter recipe. That's why I brought it with me. We do have, you know, mostly burgers and Sammy's on the menu, but I, this is, we, we do serve this on Tuesday nights. And I just, um, it's just such an elegant, um, savory winter dish that I had to bring it with me this evening. Yeah, it's very hearty and satisfying. You yeah. eat it and you're like, yeah, I have something to eat. Well, did yeah. you see my face when I took a bite of it? It was magnificent. Yeah. And and right here, a little red wine wouldn't hurt to wash it down with. <laughs> no, it's not, that, it, that's the compliment. Quite honestly. And and I love that what you just said, Mark, because you talked about the seasonality of food. Yeah. And that is something that's so important. And I, I yep. really, it's it's one of the hardest things for me when you've got all these fast food joints, all these fast casual places, same menu. Right. Year round. Yep. Same thing. Yes. Hey, and listen, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I can go someplace and have the same things 100,000 times and still be <laughs> totally happy with it. I am an old meat and potatoes guy for sure. Don't get me wrong. But there's something to be said of when a chef is not afraid to throw some seasonal items. I mean, and like you just said, this is winter. It is cold. Things like big tomato sauces, it's okay because people are going to be switching their habits. If you're drinking beer, you're probably drinking darker beers in the winter. You're probably open to a porter or a stout. If you're drinking wine, you're probably going to switch to reds yeah, we, we, in the winter. We, yeah, we totally move away from, like, the, the lighter beers, like the Rattlers. And, you know, I mean, it just, uh, you know, Pilsners, we, we even sell a little bit less in the winter. Definitely. 
Um, I think IPAs, we, we, we seem to see a pretty pretty constant stream for the most part, but yeah, definitely porters more in the winter for sure, and and uh, stouts as well. So. Well, yeah. what's interesting, last week we had a great brewer on the, on the show. Remember our friend from up north near Fort Collins? Yes, yes. So, and that, Jay, was that proper? Purpose Brewing. Purpose Brewing. Thank yeah. you, thank you for that. What but you know, yeah, what was interesting, though, Richie and... It, the beers that he was drinking, the IPA that he let me taste, that was something that I would move to, like, the summer IPA. It was a lighter, more refreshing beer. I mean, yeah. and that's what a lot of people don't realize. You should be drinking Hefeweizens in the yeah. – Hefeweizens, Pilsners. Those are nice, light lagers. Those t- – or lagers as well. But those are nice, light beers for the summertime. Yeah. Well, and, listen, you know, I mean, I agree with you 100%, but that doesn't mean that that's what you should be drinking. Oh, it definitely does. You know, I mean, you drink, <laughs> drink whatever you want, but you see how Freeman's like – he's straight with the produce and the – time of year. He, this is what you should be drinking. If you don't like it, you should be drinking it anyway because it's delicious. Well, it's it, you know, and it's one of the things, Jay, that I, I'm a firm believer is variety is the spice of life. And if we get caught in our old ways and keep doing the same thing, yep. we're never going to open our mind to trying a new restaurant like the, like the goods or like Degree yeah. or like all of those great people that we work with. You want to try yep. something new. And if you're always afraid and you know the first time you tried sushi you haven't eaten sushi in 20 years yeah go on try it again first time you had an oyster yeah so here's something mark so you're talking a little bit before the show about uh, some new menu items yeah yeah so so we yeah we do have some new menu items we um, we actually moved some of our entrees a little bit more um, off the menu just to um, basically um, nightly specials Uh and then we brought some new stuff on there too as well but um, yeah we we do have some more vegan and vegetarian and, and we actually we put on a couple I think really cool stuff a few things that um, you, you don't really see around town like we have a deep fried kimchi with um, yeah with the it's a yeah it's a, it's amazing and then we also have um, on there we, we actually just added a little bit it's kind of kitschy but we added some tater tots with the vegan cheese which is a huge hit I just am amazed at how much we're selling and you know our community definitely seems to like it we added a lot more vegan vegetarian options for sure um, and then we also added um, some kind of signature burgers including one called the hipster with peanut butter <laughs> Oh, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I it's peanut peanut, peanut butter and like um, and squash, believe it or not. And we yeah, people love it. And then we uh, we also did a one called the Colfax Cowboy with that's uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Colfax Cowboys. <laughs> me. Let me tell you, and uh, yeah, there's a little Colfax crazy. I'm just. I've got stories for days. Hey, you can. Yeah. The thing is, you can pull it off yeah. because you're there. You're yeah. legitimately there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, Do you cater at all for people who have food allergies? Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're we're all about um, you know just kind of trying to be there for everybody. And that's why we do have so many vegan options, vegetarian options, and obviously a lot of gluten-free. And we, and definitely, you know, we, we um, really try and keep uh, our eye on any type of cross-contamination, uh, cont- excuse me, in the um, in the kitchen. And um, definitely, when somebody you know comes in with a food allergy, we make sure that we about wipe everything down. And it is um, a little. Um, cumbersome, I guess. I when, bet when it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, that's when, hard. Yeah, when we're super busy, it's difficult it's a pain. to do. But, but we, yeah. <laughs> that's but that's a big commitment, yeah. Mark. I, I give you. I was looking listen, for a little bit more of an elegant word. But, I mean, yeah. listen, I could say it. You know, yeah. it, it's a pain, man. I mean, but if it's, as long as it's genuine, it's we, okay. We, we, we actually, we, we kind of are, there's a joke in the kitchen. And, you know, I, I, I eat everything. <laughs> I, I hate it. But we, we do have a little bit of a running joke. And it is, um, we, we ask each other, 
so are you are you allowed to have a food allergy after the apocalypse? <laughs> 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 I don't know. We'll see. But well, I heard though this is a very hard time for Corona beer out of out yeah. of Mexico oh, really? because yeah. I heard that the stigma, as crazy as that yeah. is, that people actually think that there is any correlation with Corona beer. Um, I know. Yeah, te- know that tells you a lot about uh, humans, <laughs> yeah. right? And and social yeah. media and new and what it actually does. You know, we're not for the most part uh, intelligent creatures. You, you know, and, and it's it's a little bizarre, but it's you know that's Jay, what it is. Jay, how come you like looked me dead in the eye when you said that? <laughs> I, <laughs> that's not that. Why? Because I I wasn't thinking. <laughs> because I love you so, so much. So, so now, as we see, it's so challenging right now to uh, make the numbers work. Um, are you taking any steps? Yeah, we are. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, everything has been a, a bigger challenge in 2020 with a 23% increase in minimum wage overnight in the city of Denver. Um, it went from, you know, 808 to 893 in the city of Denver, but I think it was, it went from um, 808 to 8, or excuse me, 983 in the city of Denver, but it went from 808 to 896, I think. I might be off a couple of pennies there, but everywhere else. So the city of Denver is almost a full dollar higher. Um, so that's almost a $2 hike overnight, which has really, I think, been yeah. quite a bit challenging yeah. for, for a lot of us. So, so yeah, absolutely. So that, that was kind of the menu redesign. We really had to find um, new ways to explore additional revenue and then also just um, to be able to, to bolster our brand a little bit more as well. So okay. it's been it's been a journey. Now, for before sure. the show, and I, I'm gonna, I want us to break on this because we've got something really powerful uh, to talk about when we get back because yeah. you told us a, a very interesting way, creative way, that you're using to combat that. Yeah. Yeah. So let yeah. let's go to break and cool. come back. We're gonna hit uh, hit Mark up with this. Awesome. Cool. Is that okay, Jay? Does that work? Is that okay, Brian? Yes. I, I'm excited to hear what Rebecca be- has yeah, to now, say. You know, that's not the little rich. It's the beautiful Becca corner. Becca, the that's Becca how we re- should should refer to it as now. Well, and she's out there helping people save money and something that Mark needs because Absolutely. what she does with her hot schedules by fourth is a big deal. But let's hear about the spice guy yeah, right now. That's going to be awesome. All right, here we go. Well, th- that, let me just throw it because that was a little <laughs> little bad. Uh, we're going to throw it over to uh, the Little Berry Corner. Uh, right now, you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hear that sound? It's priceless. Because in every heartbeat, there's information that could change the way we think about heart health. Heartline is an app-based research study from Johnson & Johnson in collaboration with Apple, where you can share your heart information and earn rewards for completing study activities. Building knowledge that could advance heart health for everyone, beat by beat by beat. If you're 65 or older and have an iPhone, you could be eligible to take part. Go to heartline.com slash visit to learn more. The Heartline Study. Know your heart. You're in charge of hiring and Indeed has solutions like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. And we'll give you this barbershop quartet who'll sing the name of the perfect hire. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Okay, there's no quartet. But skills tests, that's a for sure. 
See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com slash promo today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Taxes, payroll, and workman's comp? Ugh! If you're a business owner, I bet hearing me say those dirty words made you cringe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Berry with Forth, and I know growing and managing a business can seem overwhelming and just daunting at times. But at Forth, we've got you covered. Forth knows you want to take your business to the next level. Forth was designed to be the partner you need and will allow you to free up your time and resources to do what you do best, grow and manage your business. Call me. Let's talk about how I can help. 720-436-8047. That's 720-436-8047. Rebecca with Forth. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. All right, little Rich, Brian Freeman, back to the show, The Modern Eater. We're here live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, with a special guest. Uh, It's a curveball for me, so I'm typing the name in right now. (laughs) But I want to say Lisa Geisler. Yes. Am I saying that correctly? You can also you say Lisa G. Lisa G. I like From Lisa G. From Eclectic Elegance Catering. All right. I'm excited it. because there's a great story here with Mark Whistler at The Goods yeah. and Lisa G. She's helping out small businesses. It's a mutually benefiting relationship. That's yeah. all about hyper-local and helping out the local food scene. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's what you guys are about. So that's, you know, it's, uh, and that's why we love you so much. You guys are amazing. And um, that's, I think, you know, why, why this uh, partnership was so great. So I actually met Lisa and her husband came into the restaurant one night and we, we chatted for a little while. And um, Lisa was like, well, I own a, a catering company. And I was like, well, let me show you our catering menu. And we just started talking from there and we kind of put together this, a little bit of a, a new partnership. So um, but Lisa's really amazing, and I, I think it would be awesome for her to talk about her company, uh, Eclectic Elegance. 
Mulligans for a few moments. And um, Lisa has been in business for quite a while. But I think, you know, in just at, at the end of the day, what we were just talking about, the bottom line is, I think that given the minimum wage hikes and especially what's coming not only this year, but next mm-hmm. year and the year next after, year. a lot of restaurants are going to have to find a new way to kind of d- diversify their revenue streams. And for us, this is a um, it's definitely I think um, it's a good add on and it complements the restaurant because we also have found a, um, a catering partner who is really amazing and kind of has the same, I think, heart and mindset that we do, that we support our community and that we, you know, we, we really care about the business and we really care about doing it right. And anyway, so I'll let Lisa tell you a little bit about Eclectic Elegance. Um, yeah. Thank you, Mark, yep. for the wonderful introduction. Um, I started to go off on my own around three years ago, and I'm more of an event planner, designer, and that's where my passion and my love is. I also love food, but you can't do both. You cannot plan a wedding, and you cannot design a whole entire dining room and expect to be back in a kitchen preparing a wonderful meal for your clients. So. What I love about my company is that I get to do what I love, and then I get to find local people like Mark who are looking to branch out, make a lot of restaurants, a lot of local food trucks or whatever. They can only hold so much, and so to have that extra revenue I know is important to them, and I really want talented people like Mark to succeed. So inviting them, and which I trust Mark completely a very with my clients, um, to come in and take care of the food portion so I can be there in the front of the house, making sure everything looks pretty because everybody likes really, really pretty things. So, but yeah, so what we love is his versatility, what he can bring to the table and to our company and small business. It's tough to make it, especially like he said, with all the rage, um, you know, minimum wage going up and whatever else we, we want everyone to survive and everyone to show their talents. And I have a great client list and I just know everyone's going to, and I have a great employees and so far everyone just loves Mark. So yeah, everyone loves Mark. Well, not not everybody. Trust me. There's a long (laughs) list of people who are, I'm really interested in this though, Lisa, because I think you're doing something different and, and and I just want to get some clarity for our viewers because I got a little, I, I get a little muddy there. Are you, is Mark, are you doing just the planning side and Mark's still doing all the cooking or are your chefs using Mark's kitchen and you're using his space as your event space? Tell us more about that. Okay, so um, a lot of our, when it comes to catering, a lot of, we go to venues around town. So whether it's the Summit Music Hall, which we do a lot of stuff with Live Nation, we have a lot of private places and a lot of mansions, um, whatever the theme fits for the event, I find the perfect venue. And then I've got a great group of chefs that come along and help Mark, like for plating and for, you know, expoing and making sure, because it is catering, it's a little bit different than restaurants because we have to literally take whatever is in a kitchen. And sometimes we are literally working in a dog run with not even exaggerating in someone's backyard where we have to bring it all with. So what we do is we have a team of great chefs, and I'm glad Mark is on the part of that team now. And they bring everything 
where it needs to go. So, so and, I, I, think, yeah. I think the other thing, too, is that it, it, it gives Lisa a little bit more stability in terms of her kitchen because there's a kitchen with a solid home base yeah. versus, you know, kind of um, working out of either a commissary or, um, you know, also just kind of moving from kitchen to kitchen yeah. just based on the event. So it can give her a little bit of a solid home base where everything is prepped. Her guys come in, we work together, and then we, we deliver it to the event, and I yeah. help there. So it just, it really, it's an amazing, it's kind of a, a like, blows your mind a little bit in it terms does. of a restaurant, <laughs> um, but it's a great partnership, and I think that a lot of restaurants really need to kind of wow. think outside of the box as well. So uh, I, I love I, this concept. Yeah. I have a question. I yes. have a question. What's the, since you've been doing this two years, right? Is that Oh, uh, well, that I've right? been an event planner for 12 years, but I've been on my own for three. Okay. Well, listen, I mean, whether it's this uh, company or just in your experience, what's the craziest thing you've seen in your catering experience? Like an uncle drunk jumping off the roof onto a table, something like there's got to be something uh, that you could tell over the air. Um, you can tell Jay's not a shock jock. He, yeah. he wants something. <laughs> Bring it in, baby. Bring it in. I like this. Well, listen, 13 years of catering, you've seen some stuff. That's oh, yeah. You, you have. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to fish for something, uh, you know, something you know, unique. Um, we had a wedding where the mother of the bride, I guess her feet, or, or the mother of the groom, I guess her feet were hurting really bad because she first tried to take the bartender's ice tin to soak her feet. And when they said, you can't do that, we caught her on the kitchen counter in the kitchen we were working at the venue with her feet soaking in the sink, this little old lady. <laughs> so that was... That was that's interesting. Awesome. Um, that's there, you, there you go. <laughs> Me. That's what I love about catering. You can see the far. It gets can get pretty far out there because people are a little bit more comfortable because they're with family and friends that are in the venue they chose or they're in their home. So when you're in a restaurant, you're a little bit more, you know, like you're dining yeah. amongst a I, lot of people yeah. you don't know. You get yeah. in front of family and friends, it can get. I, I do. Fun. I do have to say, as a restaurant owner, the craziest stories I have are also at like large events that we throw in the restaurant where people feel a little bit more comfortable, for sure. Like Lisa's totally right. Yeah, I, they just take over. Yeah, well, I think they just, you know, they have a couple extra drinks and yeah, do oh a little well, bit of. I want to tie back into the business side of it because I I was excited as you as you brought Lisa in tonight, Mark, to to hear how she can help you not have to focus on your event side, yeah. not have to focus on your catering so, side. So, so that's that's awesome too, because we, we're also now, our, our basically event leads, I'm handing to Lisa, and exactly what Lisa just said, it is, it is one of the toughest part, because I do everything, everything operationally, and it is, you know, from marketing to accounting to events and uh, just, uh, and cooking and the menu planning and um, ordering, and it just, it's so much, and the one thing that is kind of um, one of the items that, that just that slips away is, is the ability to be able to reach out for the constant contact and event planning. So we're, we're just so happy to have Elisa on our team, too. Yeah. So maybe so, yeah. we, we've got less than a minute, but why don't you give us your elevator pitch, you guys? What is what is the combined? Is it is it about the goods? Is it about yeah. eclectic elegance? Yeah, who do we call? Yeah. Do do we call? How do we call, do? How do call, we? Ryan call, and I are getting married call, call later Lisa. this spring. Yeah. Call Lisa. Do not call me. Call Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You can, um, anyone can give me a call. My company is eclectic. Eclectic Elegance Events. Um, On the web.com? Eclectic uh, Elegance Events? Well, it's Eclectic Elegance by Lisa.com on the web. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, and I'm quick to respond to people. And I want to keep talented Chef Mark in the kitchen. 
and I need to be in front of the guest so he can focus on his passion. All right, you guys, in the next hour, thank you so much. In the next hour, we've got John Irvin, Meridium Spirits, and uh, Elon Wenzel. We'll be right back. like you want it. You've heard that before, right? Well, that applies to your home too, but maybe you don't know exactly how to get it done or what the options might be. Hi, Dan Cicchini, Dunright Kitchens and Baths, Windows and Doors. How about starting with a call to us? For over 30 years, our family company has been designing and completing first-rate kitchens and baths that, frankly, your neighbors would be jealous of. Where to start, Todd? Dad, they just need to call us. We can help. And now's the time. At Dunright, we offer only the finest cabinet resurfacing, custom cabinets, tub and shower upgrades, and full kitchen and bath redesigns. Simply call us for a free in-home estimate, and you'll see how your unique kitchen and bath fantasies will become your reality. Come on, folks, get her done. Once and for all, kitchens, baths, counters, and floors, and even replacement windows and doors, you have our word, we'll treat you right at Dunright. 303-722-2295-800-362-8370 or drhi.com. This is Denver's Talk Station with Ross Kaminsky in the morning and Dan Kaplis in the afternoon. 630 KHOW, Denver. ABC News, I'm Lionel Moyes. ABC News projecting former Vice President Joe Biden will win South Carolina's Democratic primary. ABC's Brian Clark at the decision desk with what put Biden over the top. Decades of experience may have helped Joe Biden win South Carolina's Democratic primary. According to early exit polls, a plurality of voters said they made up their decision about who to vote for before January. Biden overwhelmingly carried that group. Biden's ties also showed in the black community. 56 percent of Saturday's voters were black and Biden took 60 percent of their vote. The nostalgia factor could also have been at play as 52 percent in South Carolina said they want the next president to return to Barack Obama's policies. Brian Clark, ABC News. ABC News also projecting Vermont Independent Senator Bernie Sanders will finish second. Health officials confirmed the first known U.S. death from coronavirus in the United States, the Washington state man in his 50s with underlying health problems. This is ABC News. The founder of Trader Joe's, the grocery store empire, has died. Joe Colombe opened his first store in Pasadena, California in 1967 with the idea of providing healthy, tasty, high-quality food and a friendly atmosphere at a low price. After selling Trader Joe's to German grocery retailer Aldi in 1979, Colombe remained as its CEO until 1988. After working in leadership positions at other companies, he retired in 2013. Over half a century, Cologne watched his business rise from a cult favorite to a retail giant with more than 500 outlets in 40 states. Cologne died Friday. He was 89. Todd Ant, ABC News. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his girlfriend Carrie Simmons are expecting the pair are engaged with a baby due this summer. A wedding date, though, has not yet been announced. They made history as the first unmarried couple to live openly together at the official residence of the Prime Minister. Simmons saying on Instagram she feels incredibly blessed. Lionel Moise, ABC News. Hi, I'm Kevin O'Leary. I host a TV show where I invest in a lot of small businesses. Let me tell you a great story about LinkedIn Jobs. What's the most important hire so many businesses that are growing have to make? The head of social media. When I was trying to hire the right person, I knew I needed somebody eclectic. I would have never found Kirsten without LinkedIn Jobs. A resume is a piece of paper. 
but you're not going to look at 1,500 pieces of paper. With screening questions, you've got something that'll vet your candidates faster. And that's a tool that's built inside LinkedIn Jobs. Look at their profiles. They're willing to go beyond the normal resume to talk about the things in life that mean something to them. It helps you make the right decision. Who did I find? Kirsten. She sings opera. She wrestles. And she does social media. It was the perfect hire. So use LinkedIn Jobs to find your Kirsten. Go to linkedin.com slash Kevin and get $50 off your first LinkedIn job post. linkedin.com slash Kevin. Terms and conditions apply. KRFX HD2 Denver. Now, Impact Traffic. This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. There was a stalled vehicle southbound I-25 at Orchard Road, which had the left lane block has been cleared and drivers are driving at posted speeds right now. That northbound I-25 crash between Lincoln Avenue and E and C-470 showing the right lane being blocked has since been cleared. And that grass fire southbound I-25 approaching I-76 on the right shoulder that had you backed up for about three miles has since been extinguished. Something to keep an eye on tonight, eastbound, westbound I-70 at Brighton Boulevard is being closed this weekend due to construction starting tonight at 10 p.m. and has been scheduled to reopen March 2nd at 5 a.m. Your weather report, it was warmer than normal. Reach high of 51, very brisk tonight, low of 31. Tomorrow, expect some afternoon rains in the mix with a high of 53. Right now, it's 49. With your impact traffic and weather, I'm Rudy Reyes of 630 KHAL. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. If you're running out of room in your home, like maybe you're a hoarder or you've got some new kids, those things are kind of the same, really, right? I've got some great news for you. Mortgage rates are incredibly low, making it easy and affordable to upsize your space. Hey guys, it's Ross Kaminsky for American Financing, and now is the time to move into your forever home. And the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing are the people you need to call. They've been around for 20 years, born in Colorado, and continuously growing with our real estate market, so they know what it takes to get you into a home for less. I'm talking about low rates, custom home loans, and again, a business that was founded right here in Denver and remains Colorado's home for home loans because they know this market better than anybody. So make the call today. There are never any upfront fees, and it only takes 10 minutes to start. 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or online at AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. What's in store this week at your local Staples? A front row seat to savings. All month long at Staples, you can save up to 40% on select chairs. Executive or desk chairs for the office. Right now, up to 40% off. And gaming chairs for your home. Also up to 40% off. So whether you're outfitting your home, your office, or your home office, take a seat and save big all month long at Staples. Where there's a whole lot more in store. Ends 229.20 while supplies last. This is the Frells family. They live on a piece of land they call Greener Pasture, and they work on it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. With its durable construction and features that hook up to dozens of attachments with ease, no job is too tough. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Denver's Talk Station. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 630 How at iHeartRadio Station. The following is a paid advertisement. The opinions, viewpoints, and promises made during the following program are not those of KHOW, its staff, management, or parent company, iHeartMedia Incorporated. How about if 
bite to eat. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. We are shaking things up tonight. It is Little Red Schneider, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, and we've got Crazy Dave Avery on the back of the stage here tonight, making sure everything comes together just smooth. Making sure all those connections are being made. I love it. I love it. And you got to come down, folks. If you're hearing us live on the radio, reach out to us because Studio Kitchen Colorado is an incredible place to do exactly what Little Rich just said, connecting the dots. Because life is all about dots and lines, in my opinion. We create a lot of dots all the time in life. And how do we connect those dots with lines? And that's what we do right here. That's what's happening. On the Modern Eater at Studio Kitchen. Every Saturday night, we are bringing some of the biggest talent in Colorado right down here to the kitchen. They're cooking for us. They're showing us how they distill and brew. All around, we've got farmers. We've got great companies that we work with, that we partner. People like Encore Energy, who are saving people money. Our friends at like Colorado Mills, who are oh, producing bad. some of the best oil. That's right, and and one of the biggest supporters of the Modern Eater over the years is uh, this man right here, John Irvin. John Irvin, welcome to the program, brother. What's been happening? Anything good? Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's good. all good. It's all good. So uh, give us 30 seconds about uh, gluten-free things, and then we're going to talk about the gluten-free chicken and waffles that you have right in front all of you. All right. Well, we're uh, actually, we're located on 64th and Sims in Arvada, and uh, we've been down there since uh, January 2012. We specialize in breads, cookies, muffins, and all that kind of good stuff. But one of our premier things that we do is uh, we actually do waffles. We have a waffle uh, flour that we make, and so and then we have an all-purpose flour. So the thing about it is that, like, tonight with the spices, we use the spice guy for our salt and pepper and our garlic and all that kind of good That's stuff. Awesome. Actually, our whiskey is uh, whiskey bourbon, which a sauce is actually fireside. So I use those guys. And uh, then we got our gluten-free stuff. And so what it is is that uh, our all-purpose flour does a great job in crisping. And with respect to our oil that we use, and what I prefer to actually fry my is Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills does a fantastic job with their respect to their stuff. Now, I'm going to real quick, I'm going to put together a real quick, show you how easy it is to do this. Don't try it. Well, no, do try, do this, try at this at home. Do, do try, try this well, at do home. Well, do try it. But know that John is a professional. Yes. And he's working without a net. And what's cool is he makes the average at-home chef look good. Yeah. And one of the cool things is, is no matter where you live in the country, I had someone last week reach out from Iowa and ask me, how do I get John's products? I'm on a gluten-free diet. There's not a lot of good gluten free tasting breads, waffle mixes, yep. Yep. all the things that John does, and you can order it online, right, John? Yes, you can, right on glutenfreethings.com. So what we've got is we've got one, okay, we've got one cup of flour, of our waffle flour, which is a special blend okay. using our all-purpose flour. We've got two eggs, then we've got some milk. Now, I, I a lot of times will use uh, like a whole milk or something like that. But can you tonight, use buttermilk, John? You can. You can use whatever you want. Actually, this stuff was really diverse. Were any cows injured in getting that milk? Any cows injured? No, huh? They're all vegan. Oh! All the cows are <laughs> vegan. A little bit of vanilla there. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is a cow eats grass, don't they? They want to throw some butter in there. As long as it's not a mad cow, for that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> you got to watch out. And then you just take and mix it up. It's really easy. I do it a lot of times just in my KitchenAid mixer. But uh, So, John, tell me more because I'm a big proponent. The way you're doing this, it always – I don't know if I'm wrong or right, but I always mix my eggs first because I think that there's something about that. Is that just craziness or tell me? Because you didn't mix your eggs. You threw them right in there. Well, I mean, I, I just kind of throw everything into the uh, into the, uh, the KitchenAid mixer and, and go at it. And, you know, for time-wise, it could have taken a half an hour, but I don't think you guys, you know – got that time but well i love your stuff john and I, I, I gotta tell you i know that you have brought tears to many people's eyes because you do such great gluten-free things i mean tell us what you do more than just mixes and bread oh, yeah. don't you well we do our breads cookies actually i'm gonna be making some some cookies here because i know that jay and well, rich that, that was gonna love. be my, that was gonna be my question john is <laughs> is did you happen to bring down any of those the broken ones john likes to give me the broken that ones which i don't have bag. a problem with at all the dime bag of yeah cookies. yeah yeah it's 10 pounds of, of broken cookies that aren't good enough for the guest you know because yeah. you can't be selling broken cookie you yeah, can't run yeah. an operation like that so you know people like me reap the benefits but i didn't see you bring in a bag john i got the dough tonight i'm actually going to be doing fresh cookies oh nice in the oven if if chris gets out of the you oven to now. do that but you got to remember johnny when you come to the, this show we've got bachelors here guys like jay guys like rich they don't want to cook they want to come down and come to 64th and where john so they can 64th come and get the fourth and sims we're actually across from arvada west and so uh caddy corner from it but what it is is that guys like jay who don't want to cook they can actually come in and buy the cookies already done or actually because our our cookie dough is actually vegan you can actually eat it raw and that uh, but 50, that's a 50%, big deal though 50 of my customers actually eat our cookie dough raw and what does vegan mean for those people at home who don't know vegan means that you're no animal byproducts no bees no none of that kind of good stuff so there you go there's some ones that you know just because because of time wise i went ahead wow, that was fast yeah got to, yeah it was quick well john and i commend you for that because i know you are a guy who you you like your meat you're not afraid of that and and you're not afraid about about the circle of life and all of that but it is important to cater to people's needs well that's the reason why we do vegan okay and the the reason why is that a lot of the celiacs that come into my shop actually have egg and dairy issues and so i back in 2015 decided hey with the invent of californians moving here celiacs having problems with eggs and dairy i decided to start conforming everything to vegan i used to use uh, honey in our graham crackers but the problem is that now it used to be about a 50 50 back in them days now i don't uh uh i used we we replaced the honey and all that kind of stuff and you know eggs also became very very expensive and all that kind of good stuff so but anyways, uh, I love what hey, you're doing, and I, I got to tell you, as funny as this is, I just made this for my kids last night, but I didn't make it anywhere. Like, I, I, I was a lazy old guy last night. I took out some some gluten-free chicken from the from the freezer and threw it in the toaster oven with some pre-made gluten-free waffles. So that's And fun. I threw it, it. It was easy, but you know what the funny thing is, is my youngest son said to me, Dad, I want chicken and waffles tonight, and he was happy with it. So now I'm going to see what a real chef does. And I'm going to jump into this because I'll tell you, it tasted so good what I made last night that I'm going to do it again. 
Hey, you guys, uh, before we forget, Little Rich, I wanted to uh, to ask John about the pH level uh, that's changing oh, yeah. right in Denver. As somebody as a, as a baker and adding the water and, and all that good stuff, as John would say, I want to know his opinion on it. What's it going to do to his recipes, if you know, if anything? John? Nothing. <laughs> all right. Uh, next question. <laughs> Not to, well, that, you know what? They probably got some kind of biology or something like that that they know. Because one of the problems is I was in the wastewater treatment business at one time. I was an engineer before this, before, and the problem was is that the pH in the sewage systems and things like that are, there's probably something that has to be like uh, increasing that pH to be more base actually is probably helping them somewhere with respect to the the sewer system and stuff like that. You think uh, that's th- what it is? I, I'm putting my money. You I, know what it is? Either, either I bet it has something to do with this virus that's going around right now that we want to kill everything in our water to make sure there's nothing in there. No, you don't want to do it. I think Crazy Dave is, is coming on uh, the, the I mean, mic they're, right they're, now. They're, they're pretty accurate. The big problem with acid water is it leaches the lead out of the pipes if you've got old pipes. That is so very true also. So they're trying to raise the pH to get less lead into the delivered water through the old water system in parts of Denver. So Dave, you you've, you must have some insight. Is this going to be a permanent change or is this That's because in the saying, letter talked saying, about just for a couple months? But Because they don't want lawsuits like in Detroit. Yeah, they're, they're, they're saying, they're, they're, I'm guessing it's going to be a pretty long term thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're looking at, yeah, they don't want Flint, Michigan. Well, the sad thing is, though, Flint, I got to yeah. tell you, if, as a, on the farming side, this is pretty serious when it comes to indoor hydroponic growers because one of the things when you're growing indoors that you're always watching is your pH levels because it changes your ppms which is your particles per millionth when and you need those nutrients when you're growing indoors. Yeah, well it's going to be something that where everybody everybody using water in Denver who uses it commercially, I mean homemakers aren't going to be a good deal, but anybody who uses it for cooking, for commercial operations, for making chemicals for growing, they're going to have yeah. to look at their processes and deal with yeah. pH going up from 7.8 to 8.8 average. Yeah. Wow. That's a jump. Well, uh, it's way above my pay grade. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. But what I do know is that we're going to dive into some of these chicken and waffles in the break. And uh, uh, while we do that, I'm going to have Dave switch this camera around for me. Uh, we're going to go to the little berry corner, but still... Who do we come, got over there, Jay? Still to, well, I'll get there in just a second. Well, still to come, we've got... Uh, Alex and Daniel from Meridium Spirits, which is Alex is going to be in the little berry corner right now. And then uh, Chef Elon Wenzel. So Chef Elon's going to teach us a little bit about sharpening knives. And then Meridium is going to teach us a little bit about making spirits. Because here's the thing. Not a lot of people know that making vodka and making whiskey can be very similar. I'm not saying what? it's the same thing. It very well, it starts at the right. same place. But it could be very similar. And some people think that you're just going totally different directions. So that's what we're going to do when we come back. You're listening to the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Have you been lied to? Lied to by Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine? Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine bestselling author Brett Kitchen. And if you're over 55 with an IRA or 401k, I want to give you a free copy of my new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because according to Time Magazine, Wall Street's 401ks have failed millions of Americans. After losing 35% in my 
my IRA and the crash years ago, I said enough. And since then, I discovered a way to grow money potential double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free book and talk to a specialist to discover this little known strategy to get potential double digit growth during good years and never lose in the market crashes. Call 800-493-1717 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney use to grow wealthy. Plus, when you call right now, you get free shipping and handling, no credit card required. And I'll send you a free copy of the audiobook so you can listen in your car. Call 800-493-1717. 800-493-1717. That's 1-800-493-1717. Hey, it's Greg Collin back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. All right, back to the show in just a second. But before we do that, Little Rich, is there any value for our food and beverage viewers to uh, uh, to promote themselves on the Modern Eater Show, to be a sponsor? Do they have any value doing that, Little Rich? You know, we have a lot of talks about this when the cameras are off. And the reality is that's why we started or, or why we got our kitchen is this is an entirely new platform, a different way to market, a new way to market. And if you want to position your business as being innovative, as being really truly concerned about our whole industry, this is the best place to do your marketing. Uh, instead of you know the 50-year-old model of taking a, a point-of-sale sheet and a pound of whatever, tortillas, bread, spices, whatever, that's dead. It does not work. You've got to, if you want to innovate, if you want to be your, have your business structured like it's innovative, you've got to use this medium. Everything is visual now, and we've, we offer agility. Um, it's just, it's the way to go. Here's how you do it. If you're interested in sponsoring on the Modern Eater Show, you go to themoderneater at gmail.com. Drop us a, 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 an email. Say, uh, hey, let's start a conversation. It's as easy as that. It's themoderneater at gmail.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Modern Eater in the Mile High City. We are here in Denver, Colorado. It is Saturday night, and we are having fun. Today is actually the last day of February. It's a leap year, so all those people got a little push back if their birthday was on March 1st because they're a Sunday birthday. They probably are starting to party today, but 
It is February 29th in the Mile High City. I can't tell you it's been gorgeous. The last two days, we have been in a cold spell. Now we are coming into some nice, beautiful weather, which is getting people out, opening up patios at the restaurants, getting people into the park to throw a little Frisbee and have fun here in the Mile High. You know what else it's doing? It's getting a lot of people to cook inside of their their homes for barbecues, get-togethers, family this, family that, summer's coming up. Now, in order to cook, you guys, you need to know how to uh, sharpen your knives. You got to do something with a sharp knife. You can't you, you can't be cooking with with uh, with dull knives. You can't. That's no. what I do. I cut everything with a spoon until I met Elon Wenzel. And when I met Elon Wenzel, he has gifted me two beautiful element knife knives that I use both of them. I go back and forth because I don't know which one to use because they're both uh, beautiful and uh, uh, sharp as uh, all get out. Chef Elon Wenzel, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Thank you for being here. Let's just jump right into the Element Knife Company. You've got some some breaking news. We're going to do that halfway through the segment. I want you to just show us how to sharpen a knife right now, the basics. Okay, basics. Uh, One of the basic fundamentals and most important is don't press too hard. This is not a white knuckle event. You're looking for about 46 pounds of pressure. And this is a double bevel knife, meaning that, uh, originally anyway, meaning that 50-50 edge angle. But I turned it into a single bevel, kind of modeling it after something like this, which is a true Japanese single bevel knife. The back side of the knife is flat. The front side of the knife has the edge coming off, and because of those angles, you can get them razor sharp. Well, and Elon, tell us real quick, why would someone want a single bevel versus a double bevel? Single bevel really is more for a higher level uh, when you're working in sushi specific, like I have for the last 20 years. Uh, You can get those, like I said, those angles, they get so thinner means sharper, essentially. And with a single bevel, you can really get a super thin edge. Interesting. Yeah. So you probably have to stay up on that more often than other other chefs who are using the double bevel. You don't you don't have to sharpen it as enough as much if you just are using that single bevel. I bet. It depends, right? I mean, there are so many factors that play into sharpness and edge retention, and it's really like, what am I cutting on? How hard am I pressing? What are the alloys and the hardness of those alloys? Uh, how am I abusing or not abusing that knife? Am I scraping the edge across the cutting board when I want to move food product, or am I simply turning it over and using the spine? And you're supposed to do that, right? I've, I've told some younger chefs, I'm like, when I see it, it makes me cringe, but maybe I'm wrong. I always I mean, thought you should flip it over and use the spine of the knife we, to scrape uh, off sure. here. Hey, it, Chef Elon, how about this? Will you show us yes, what you're doing. Yeah, that's what so, we want to see. Once again, I want to use the surface of the stone, and it's important. Just, it's as important to care for your stone properly as it is to care for your tools. So you have to fix your stone and keep it flat because after you sharpen, uh, after some time, you start to get a divot in the stone. But nonetheless, we have a nice flat stone here. This is a ceramic water stone. It's best bang for your buck. You don't have to have honing oil. And I just simply go across. If I wanted to do a double bevel, I would just angle this stone a little bit at about 45 degrees, lightly drag the edge across, making sure to keep my angles, right? As I'm sharpening, I'm not going to um, swoop up or lay the, the, the knife flat. I want to keep that edge all the way, that edge angle all the way true as I'm pressing the knife back and forth. Do you think that this is some of the stuff that intimidates people, Elon, about... Sure. 
you know, you're afraid. Am I holding the knife wrong? I'm, I'm terrified to sharpen my my the knives that he gifted me. I'm terrified to sharpen it at home because I don't want to damage it yeah. and, and do something that's irreversible or takes, you know, an Elon a, a day and a half to, to grind it back down to yeah. the normal. Well, and that's it's scary exactly right. because I'll tell you, you've got these farmer's markets in the summertime. Sure. And I have a friend who, who took one of my knives because I was living with him at the time, took one of my knives down and said, oh, I wanted to get it sharpened. And I... Just about, I I truly melted because what he did is he took a beautiful knife to a blacksmith and a grinder. Yeah. And I was like, I was so heartbroken because they ruined my knife is what I felt like. You have to be careful with those things. And I don't know anybody that uh, does this, but if you don't have the right experience and the right knowledge, you could damage a knife irreversibly. So I have 20 years of sharp experience sharpening Japanese cutlery and knives. And I believe that sharpening by hand is the best way. And if you're going to use a grinder, don't use a high-power grinding machine. Use something that's slow-moving and water-cooled, and they have specific tools for that. And then you can do a hand finish on top of that, and you just get an edge that's unparalleled. Do you give classes on how to sharpen knives? Yeah, and we'll, when, when we break that news, we can talk about that. But oh, I'm all about okay. support and education with my peers in the restaurant industry, but also people in the community, as it were. Well, at, yes. well you said it. Break the news. Okay, so... I'll be opening a knife shop inside of the Broadway Market, Denver, uh, and I'll be moved in, as it were, by the end of the first week of March. Nice. Congratulations. And that's thank right you, at you. 9th and Broadway? Yeah, is that- 10th and Broadway, really. I, th- I think the actual address is 950 Broadway. Okay. I was yeah. there last night. It was packed. Packed, yeah. I still well, got Jesusio to get some chicken ramen. Yes, yep. they, they have a lot of good things going on there. There are 11 food and drink concepts within the place. They have a full bar. They have a beer wall, coffee shop, tons of amazing food by some of Denver's greatest chefs. Paul Riley, Justin Brunson, Jesus Silva. So yeah. hey, this is exciting news, folks. So get down to the Broadway yeah, Broadway Market, Broadway right? Market, Denver, yeah. And I will be offering knife sharpening services, knife sharpening classes or clinics, if you will. A lot of education, a lot of support, uh, answering questions, talking about knives, getting your hands on them, getting you outfitted properly. And really, it's important to pick up a knife and hold it. That way, you might not actually understand what's happening, but your body will tell you like, oh, I love the way this feels because your body mechanics and the way your hand is built might be different from mine. So you may prefer a smaller handle, a larger handle, a Western handle, a Japanese handle, whatever it is. But these knives are really heirlooms, artisan build products. They're amazing. Elaine, you're so knowledgeable and it's amazing. You know, now everyone can go down to the Broadway marketplace and get stoned with Elon. I have a question about sharpening knives. Yes, uh, I've got one of those sticks you know, at the house. Oh, the, the, honing. You know, honing stick, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Now, I, I, I've never been, when I had a cheaper knife, and I, I don't know about cheaper is the right word, but it, it wasn't a quality knife like the, the knives that you provide. Um, but it was a knife, you know, and it wasn't terribly cheap, right? It wasn't, you know, from a, from a thrift store. And uh, I, I, when I used that, the thing, what is it called again? I'm sorry. It's like a it's like a honing rod. Yeah, or okay. Some people call it a sharpening steel. It's really not meant for sharpening. It's meant for honing. And at a microscopic level, when you look at the edge, you have these little burrs. And that brings those into alignment. It doesn't really have enough power, so to speak, to tear metal off of the knife and establish a new cutting edge. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. There you and, go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. So basically, I have that. I have that for nothing. Well, we, other than than protection at my home. Yeah, and a late night intruder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well but look at look at folks. I hope you're watching oh our gosh, Facebook because he is getting this apple razor thin. So this is just an example of what a sharp knife can do, and how much fun it can make cooking. You know, with Elon, you could buy one apple and feed a, a family <laughs> of a hundred. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, look. I mean, that is just gorgeous. But I, oh my real quick, we've, I've got one little question before we go to break. One thing that's important to me that I've always wanted to ask you. I grew up hearing that German steel was some of the best steel out there, but that is not accurate, right? Or is you know, or what is the difference between really, German and, and Japanese? It's really apples and oranges when you compare the two. I wouldn't say that one's better than the other. They have different applications, different histories of how the metals came to be in those alloys. So German knives really are kind of workhorses. They're powerful. They're a little softer on the Rockwell scale. That's a measurement of hardness. So uh, they're a little more forgiving if you like hack at a chicken bone or a plastic lid or something. And you should never really be doing that with a, with a Japanese knife specifically, but you shouldn't really be doing that with cutlery. Nonetheless, it's just to prove an extreme to prove the point. So Japanese knives are a little thinner, a little more fragile, but much more precise. And with modern metallurgy, with classic forging techniques, you really are, nowadays are getting best of both worlds. The easiest way to open a jar that you can't that you can't open with your hand is the backside of a knife. Just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Just bang, because it's the backside, Rich. So it That's might right. warp it a little bit, but it's not going to do too much. So hey, we're going to go to break, so Elon can take Jay out and do a little bit of that bang, bang, bang <laughs> on Jay there to straighten him out. Thank you. Um, you're right. About, you're right about one thing, Brian Freeman. We are going to break, and uh, we're going to the little berry corner where she has Chef Christopher Moore from Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink, who has been a fantastic friend of the Modern Eater show for a long, long time. He comes in, he cooks, he, he he donates his time. He even, he brings me uh, plastic wrap, you know, like when I need plastic wrap. I mean, that's a good guy. So, we're going to talk to him in the little berry corner right now. You're listening to the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Happening across the nation right now. ADP is helping Party City stores streamline recruiting. Music houses like Squeaky Clean Studios are demoing tracks while ADP helps keep business on track. And ADP helps a small Mexican restaurant keep up with compliance demands. When ADP helps businesses achieve what they're working for, that's newsworthy. HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it too. But once you start to understand your options, you can partner with your doctor and find ways to face MBC on your own terms. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor. Some questions have answers. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find some of yours. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers, Denver's award-winning Belgian-style brewery. I am very pleased to tell you that our new taproom at Colfax and York in Congress Park is now open and it is a unique experience. It's close to great restaurants, has a big sunny patio for warmer days, will feature live music, and it has a very cool contemporary Belgian-style bar and taproom. 
To celebrate our second location, we have 18 beers on tap, including several limited edition sour and barrel-aged beers. For some holiday good cheer, try our figgy pudding and our unique champagne beer, Brut Le Grand. Check it all out on our website, brewsbeers.com. That's brews, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 67th and Pecos, and now open in Congress Park at Colfax and York. Join us this week at either location for some serious Belgian-style badassery. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Hi, this is Laurie Mitson. I'm a food hack, a.k.a. food writer. I was just told that I could put my lines. And you're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. My name is Jay Parker. Normally you'd be hearing Greg Hollenbach's voice. Greg Hollenbach is in Florida. Getting hey, some you know sun. What? It's the new year. Oh, well. Uh, it, it wasn't me. No. It was and it wasn't. Technically it was. You know what? Year. It is the new year. <laughs> um, well, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to uh, regroup and then jump back in. Meridium Spirits. Alex and Daniel are on the show. Yes. Uh, this is what I want to know. I, and so I want to know how to make spirits. And I was talking to Alex on the phone. And e- even though I've been doing this show for five years and I've talked to a million uh, different distillers, for whatever reason, I can't remember how to, like, what it is. You, you know what I mean? So, like, you can make vodka and you can make whiskey with the same alcohol, with the same ethanol. It just kind of depends on what you do with it after. Now, that being said, I know you can make ethanol from different sources, from corn and potatoes and so on and so forth. But if you wanted to, you can open a distillery and you can make vodka, rum, gin, and whiskey all with the same everything. It's just what well, it's you, a base. It's what it's you do to base, it after, right? and I think that that's really interesting. Yeah. And and so this is Jay, formerly born in California, but really honed down in Tennessee, um, is where he really the backwoods. <laughs> formerly, um, <laughs> formerly born in California. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. But he always wanted to be a Kentucky boy from the from the Appalachian Mountains with his own still in his house doing it bootleg style, and that's why we're gonna we're gonna plug you guys for this tonight because we're curious too. Of everyone always comes on the show and says I'm down with the brown, I'm down with the brown, but guess what? In my house, my girlfriend's always down with the white. She just drinks your gin like it's nobody's business and she loves it because you guys do such a great job. Thank you. Tell us, Alex, how you do it. Um. Well, so I. Yeah, there talked you go. to Jay the other day on the phone and I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring Dan on to talk about that because he's much better at explaining <laughs> the magic of it. So, um, okay, so I'm taking him home with me later. Is that how yeah, this works? You know what? Dan, I'm sorry to bust, burst your bubble tonight, but we want to build a still at my house. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> no problem at all. So what we do, we, we just start out with a raw material like you guys just mentioned. Um, for us, it's usually barley or corn. Um, we get it from local farmers uh, whenever we possibly can. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it gets delivered down to our distillery. We open up the bags. We dump them into our mash tun with a bunch of hot water. And that's kind of where all the magic begins. Uh, when we get it in the mash tun, it sits there for a predetermined amount of time. 
what what determines that amount of time? Well, it's, we're trying to get the sugar out of it. So mm-hmm. we're trying to get the sugar out of the grain. So we're making beer, right? We're you basically making beer. Take grain and water, okay. get the sugar out to make beer. Yep. We're basically making beer. Um, once we once we mash the grain for the correct amount of time, we then tr- uh, cool it off, and then we transfer it into our fermentation vessels. At Meridian Spirits, we excuse me. <clears throat> We uh, open ferment. We don't we don't close top our fermenters. We let all the, the natural or, um, the good bugs and yeah the, the natural stuff that's in the distillery along with the yeast that we throw into that fermenter. Uh, they all combine to make a very unique flavored product. Um, generally speaking, it'll sit in the fermenter for five to mm, ten days. Okay, now real quick, back up just a hair. Sure, yeah. You're doing this in stainless steel, or you're doing it in copper? Some people talk about copper, steel. Some people even say glass. What, what does all that mean? So that is a great question. Uh, we use stainless steel to ferment. Um, we, we are uh, knowledgeable of other people's process. Leopold Brothers specifically, they use a lot of open air with their own wood containers that they've built, their own wood fermenters. Uh, we don't have the space for that, um, and we also aren't engineers, so we don't really know how to put that stuff <laughs> together. So we bought some stainless steel fermenters. They're 300 gallons. They hold a lot of liquid, um, and what determines how long the spirit, the, the, the future spirit will ferment is basically the weather. I mean, it's... it's. So the yeast goes in, right? And then the, it's the yeast's job to eat the sugar and poop alcohol, for lack of a better term, honestly, which is what the transition becomes, right? I'm a microbiologist, so I can play microbiologist right now. Um, but so it's, it's whenever the yeast is done. So whenever the yeast has eaten all the available sugar... That's when the beer is no longer beer and is ready to go into the dis- into the still to be, you know, warmed, not quite boiled, and then all those alcohol vapors are what is collected, right? So no hops. <laughs> we start with the beer base, more or less. Um, yeast does its job. Everything goes into the still, and then kind of, yeah, like down with the brown, whatever. A lot of it is based on the the chemical reaction of what happens in the still and the degree proof of what comes off the still. And yeah, there, okay. there are rules around that, and that's boring. But so let's let's let me reset this real quick. We're here at the Modern Eater Show. It's Saturday night. We're live on iHeartRadio, K House 6:30. We're talking with our friends at Meridian Spirits. And we're talking about how we make this. We're, we're, we've gotten to the place of we've cooked the alcohol. Well, we've cooked the wheat or whichever medium we're using. Mm-hmm. We've added the yeast. The yeast is eating. It's done eating. Mm-hmm. And now you're about to put it in something that has columns. Yeah. And, and you're, you're going to start cooking again. Yeah. Because you're going to look at the, the tops and the bottoms, right? Exactly. And Tell the folks what's what I I know a little more than I should. Enough to be dangerous, right? Tell the folks how I got here. How did how did you get here? Apparently, you're looking for a new job. Yeah. <laughs> so what we do? We've got two stills down in Elizabeth, where our distillery is. Uh, one is a small experimental still. It's only 10 gallons, and then we have a production still. It's 100 gallons. So when we get the juice out of the fermenter. We will transfer it over to the still, and then depending upon what we're making, that will determine the temperature that we run the still at, how many columns or plates we're going to use in the still, and how long it actually stays in the still. So for a whiskey run, we would run it at a lower temperature. We wouldn't run as many plates because we don't want to clean the alcohol as much. We want it to retain some of the character of the grain that was used initially. Um, For vodka, which is what we primarily do, 
Uh, we run it at a very high temperature. We run as many plates as we possibly can. And what comes out will generally be 190 to 193 proof once it's you know once it's boiled off of the of what we put into the still and, and the plates are sort of wow. filters right yeah sort of and that's what you were talking about with mm-hmm. the copper the copper, the copper is what helps pull the impurities out of the spirit that we're making right so the more copper the spirit touches the more pure alcohol comes out so when dan was talking about then we add plates and we add this and we do you know blast high temperatures that's what gets vodka coming out of the still because the more copper it touches the more impurities that pulls out and the cleaner spirit that comes out with whiskey obviously you want some more character some more flavor you minimize the contact that spirit has with the copper and you get you get more body from the spirit that comes out Hmm. real quick what's your opinion some people out there you know when i was drinking vodka a, a while ago, okay, I'll, I'll date myself. This was probably <laughs> right. right yeah. <laughs> it was a little more than today, but but it's interesting because my boys over at Leopold, yeah. I always thought that their Silver Tree was, or that's it, right? Yep, Silver Tree absolutely. is their vodka was one of the best. I got a lot of hard time from my friends because they said, guess what? It's got no flavor, and I said that's a good vodka. Yeah, that's it's not supposed, supposed to, to have flavor. But people, there, it's weird. People are weird. You go to those mass-produced. You go to the Great Goose to show pans. There's peppery. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Stoli is very peppery. I think in my in my mind, you know, Great Goose and those ones have different notes on them. But yours is unique. I got to tell you, your vodka that you're doing doesn't have a lot of flavor either. And I'm I'm a believer that that's right. It, tell me, I mean, because your gin is, we're going to get there. Because <laughs> cause I want to talk to people about what you're putting in the plates. But I, I do think we got a break here shortly. Yeah, we, got a, we got a couple minutes. Go ahead. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So tell us, because, you know, vodka, no flavor. Gin. Aren't you putting juniper in the in the in the plates, or is that where you mix it? Well, what we have is we have what's called a gin basket. So the gin basket lives at the top of of our still, not the top of the column, but the top of the boiler, right? So we'll we'll put all the juice in that we're gonna turn into vodka, right? We've already turned it into vodka. Then we dump that all back into the still, put the gin basket in, and then all of, of the vapor going up the, up the columns will hit the juniper and whatever, whatever else we want to put in there to take that flavor. So w- real it's quick, pretty, te- it's pretty cool. Tell people listening, what is gin? What gin has to have certain characteristics? What is that? Gin only has to have one characteristic, and that is 51% something. No, that's bourbon. Come on. Okay, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice something to do with the uh, ginger. No, the, uh, just juniper. It's juniper. Have yeah. juniper. My boy that's Alex it. Trebek is saying you owe me some money. Um, <laughs> but l- let the experts tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jay. Yeah. No, um, so our gin is the same base as the vodka. So it's corn based. It's got a little bit of a creamy nature to it. Just then, that's what you're talking about. Kind of the the not quite creamed corn mouthfeel. Um, but really, the only thing that has to be gin about gin is the uh, the addition of juniper. Yeah, so after, okay. we, after we add the juniper to whatever level we want to add it, it is legally gin. Then we can add whatever whatever else we want. So we do oh. a little coriander, a little lemon lime. You know, we, we experiment with it, and we have fun with it. Do, do you know why we're going to take a break here in a second? Uh, we're going to go to the little berry corner with Chef Mark Whistler and Rebecca Berry from uh, Hot Schedules Powered by Fourth. But before we do that, do you know, is there a reason why juniper has to be in gin? Is that, I mean, is that something that's, that's obviously a deeper question than the 60 seconds we have before we go to break? We don't know off the top of our head, but it has something to do with the laws in England. That's. Uh, that's I was about, just going to ask That's that. about all we know. Yeah. It originated in... Well, Holland actually. Think, yeah. It actually yeah. Holland was in Holland. Was, it was w- called Genevieve. 
That, that's what it. That's what it used to be called. Yeah, Interesting. That's a much longer story than we that's a long story. Yeah. We can okay. tell you well, that we'll story get. Well, want, we'll but. get into that maybe <laughs> after the show while we imbibe on some of these. Uh, and we're going to talk about somebody's watching and they're going, "What's the the neon green drinks?" <laughs> we're going to talk about those when we come back. And when we come back, it's more Meridium Spirits. But right now, it's the little berry corner. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. <laughs> Hey, you know what? It's the new year, and everyone's always looking for new ways to be more profitable. And so they always attack the different line items. But one almost everybody never looks at is their utilities, what they're spending on natural gas. Brian, do you have any tips for us on how to save money on natural gas? Absolutely. Just call me. Call me. That's all you got to do. What's that number, Brian? That number is 720-245-5771. Be sure and give Brian a call at Encore Energy. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hear that sound? It's priceless. Because in every heartbeat, there's information that could change the way we think about heart health. Heartline is an app-based research study from Johnson & Johnson in collaboration with Apple, where you can share your heart information and earn rewards for completing study activities. Building knowledge that could advance heart health for everyone, beat by beat by beat. If you're 65 or older and have an iPhone, you could be eligible to take part. Go to heartline.com visit to learn more. The Heartline Study. Know your heart. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? More amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. Over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. What do you get when you have two women who love to play with corn? A unique craft distillery, of course. Let me explain. Hi, my name is Alex Tudor. My mom and I own Meridium Spirits, located right here in Colorado. 
Chances are you've seen our award-winning Coop Gin and Coop Vodka on the shelves at many fine local retail locations. Here's our mission. My mom and I believe that family is important, and our business is a reflection of that. When you taste our delicious and locally crafted spirits in a cocktail or by themselves, you'll taste our passion for what we do. Hear our story and watch our progress this year on The Modern Eater. We love to share because everything is more fun with friends. Next time you choose a vodka or gin, consider us. Meridium Spirits. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and a a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. That's right, all the booze news you can use live on the Modern Eater show from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. And we are catching up with Meridium Spirits, who, in case you haven't noticed, brought us a gift Ah, it's in the shot. Everybody can see it. Why don't you tell everybody what this beautiful thing is right here? Yeah, you two. What time is it? So our uh, our logo is actually a clock, and coincidentally, a friend of ours um, had an excess of these clocks, and he asked us if we wanted uh, him to put our logo on the clock, and we were like, yeah, of course we want to do that. So when we saw it, the finished product, we were like, well, the modern eater needs that. Like, we were going to give it to liquor stores, which we will. We're going to, but you guys are the first ones. You're the, you're, you're the first ones, and you guys have been so kind to us, so we want to give you a little gift. <laughs> Plus, we also noticed there's no studio clock in Studio Kitchen, so. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's, we can use, we can use oh, a I clock see, in I, Quite honestly, I see a great spot that I stare at all the time, and it would be right there. It's the modern eater colors. I lo- I got to say thank you. I You're mean, from welcome. from Rich, from Greg, yeah. who's MIA awesome. in Florida, sitting on a beach in his Speedo. He does it every year. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, we're happy to be part of this this family, and, and we love being with you guys. So. Well, great. Tell us about these three tennis balls sitting in front of you. So <laughs> tennis yeah. balls we're talking. I, that am I colorblind? Does that look like that looks like alien Listen, alcohol? Don't you don't pick apart my puns. Well, no, I had I had St. Patrick's Day in mind, not like the Hulk. Wait a second, that would be a holiday yeah. in a season called spring. Are we not there? We're yet? we're teaching Jay about this stuff. We're we're learning St. Patty's Day is coming, and this is a St. Patty's Day drink. Well, I I had I had to. That's it, a way yeah. better thing than I like what I it. said. <laughs> So tell us about these, you guys. What's in it? What turns um, it green? Why is it delicious? Um, it's delicious because it has our vodka in it. Um, it's also delicious because it has orange juice and blue curacao in it, which make it green. So it's nice. Just, I better taste it. You probably should. Yeah, you you probably should. I am the Brian. official modern eater taster, if you didn't know. Dive in, I, then. I apologize. In. I'm not a drinker because I'm, I'm really a lightweight, but <laughs> I know. I, I see everyone crowding it around your look, table every time you're here. It in front of you, so that's, you know, that's all that really matters. <laughs> it's just an Well, and it's totally fine because he's taking me home later, so I'll drink them both. <laughs> um, and then everything will work out just yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> surf's up. <laughs> <laughs> we like to have fun with cocktails. We don't, we don't typically do things very straight and narrow so why not bring a green cocktail? that's why we've fallen in love with you guys I know. we're very that's how we are we're well, great. Well, no, and Alex awesome. tell us because we were talking about this earlier you are untraditional okay right because don't have a big tasting room don't have any tasting room I, yeah, bingo yeah. you're you're not out there get, driving people to see you you're driving people to go to these bartenders to these restaurants to these liquor stores that are carrying that's a way different model mm-hmm. you're turning it upside down tell us is it working um yeah yeah like we 
we have production only because of necessity. So we didn't have the tasting room or the cocktail lounge to kind of go off of. So we had to get creative and we had to kind of forge those relationships with liquor stores. And we love our liquor stores. We absolutely do because our friends and our neighbors go to those stores and, and get, you know, their weekend spirits or, or whatever. So that is super important to us because that's who we are and that's our culture that we want to kind of perpetuate. I want to make sure that I always have a case of your gin for my girlfriend. Where would I get it? Where Where's the best place? Do I just go to your online or do I go to your favorite liquor store? Um, we have a couple favorite liquor stores around uh, the metro area. Uh, there's a list of, I think there's a list of stores on our website, meridiumspirits.com. Uh, we also really um, are active on our Instagram, shouting out our, our liquor stores and we do tastings. And so you can meet us and say hi sometimes at different spots. Um, Rhino Liquor at 31st and Brighton is a, a fun one. Um, they've got they've got the gin and the vodka. Yeah. What I was going to say is everybody who's listening right now should go to Hugo's Liquor. Yeah, Hugo, and, Hugo's And ask Colorado Tobin to carry the gin because he carries the vodka and he does very well with it. But he says he doesn't have shelf space for the gin. So, okay, where where is so where is Hugo's? If where do calls we go? Hugo's, Hugo's and asks Tobin to carry the gin. Hugo, that would be awesome. Hugo's is at 13th and Downing, um, in between Thump Coffee and Ritual Social House. Okay. Cute little bottle shop right there in Capitol Hill. Um, has our vodka and does really well with the vodka, but does not have the gin. So the more we bug them, the yeah, more. Yeah, you know what you uh, you know what you need to do. You need to do the I Love Lucy. Uh, on that, which is uh, you, you dress in, well, you could send in different people, but on, on the I Love Lucy, they dressed in different costumes, and they yeah. went in, and they're yeah. like, hey, we're looking for Meridium uh, Gin. Do you have that? And the guy's like, no, sorry, we have, but we have this. And it's like, nah, I don't want that. Then you leave, you know, put a different outfit on, and Do then the you come back thing. in and say, hey, I'm looking for Meridium Gin. So that's a free idea for uh, you right there. And the, like yeah, Do either of you even know who Lucy and I Love Lucy yes. is? I mean, <laughs> I think yes. Jay just sort of dated himself to the, the, the last oh. Century, oh, oh, um, no. but but I love it no, because no. I you know I'm old as dirt, right? I've got more gray hair than you know Not than Alex than Trebek. Not but um, <laughs> man, everybody knows that I love Lucy. Come on. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. <laughs> I but I love what you guys are doing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, because you do got to try your gin, because I have just drank it straight with some friends before pouring a little bit. I mean, one of the things that I love about being a host of The Modern Eater is I get to try everybody's stuff. <laughs> yeah, is that cool? And um, I have taken a bottle of your gin home. And you know what? I'll tell you, it's unique. One of the things that threw me off is your glass stopper on the top. You've got a unique bottle. You've got something different that no one's no one's really doing. I, I give you kudos. Thanks. Thank you. We're just, you know, like things go in the world of spirits, and I say why. Who? So, who? I, I imagine. Oh, I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, Jay, no. Go ahead. Well, here's what I was saying. So, so you know, we have a lot of restaurants watching, mm-hmm. a lot of bars watching. Uh, go to your website. Is there a page there that, hey, I want to start carrying this? I think the best way to do it would be to just uh, email either Alex or I. So it's Daniel at MeridiumSpirits.com or Alex at MeridiumSpirits.com. And we'll take care of whatever you need. We're self-distributed, so if somebody wants to carry our product or get a tasting from us, we're very easy to get a hold of, and we're willing to come out and okay. shake hands and say hello and taste you on our so stuff. So if Brian needs a case, you'll go ahead and deliver that up to us. Well, store. legally we can't. <laughs> Brian will have to buy that from a liquor store. Ah, I got you. I because got you. we legally can't sell to individuals. Ah, we can only sell to liquor stores. Well, okay. and restaurants and bars, of course. Sure, sure. Interesting. So right now, not through a distributor, but direct. Yeah. I love that, folks, because reach out, because Meridium, 
M-E-R-I-D-I-E-M. I'm a little dyslexic. I thought I'd read it out for some of our viewers. Appreciate it. Just so they know, because it's you might be thinking Meridian, Meridium. Mm-hmm. Meridium, it's very important. And, and the meaning behind that, we've got about one minute. Well, the clock is perfect for that, because the Meridium <laughs> is the M in AM and PM. The perfect time for a cocktail, right? <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. It's hard That's to forget awesome. once you know the story. I know. Look at Jay's. Jay's clock is ticking over here. Jay, what question? Oh, I was just going to say, so, you know, yeah, we have about uh, less than a minute here. Uh, favorite summertime drink for each of you? Not beer, spirits. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll do a gin and a tonic. Gin and tonic just with a lemon. Gin and tonic with a lemon. Lemon, not a lime. Delicious. Yeah. That's pretty, you know. Adam Sandler's favorite drink around the holidays as well. Yeah. A little gin and tonica. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, I'm a mule girl. Mule. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of sugar in that ginger beer, I'm just saying. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for keeping me honest. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, can't, I stay away from I'm terrified. I'll eat, you know, $16 of Taco Bell, but I stay away from ginger beer. You know, I, I don't want all that sugar. <laughs> Little Rich, 30 seconds. Uh, you did a great job tonight. Thanks, you guys. So did you, Brian Freeman. This was a fun show supporting a lot of the folks that support us. And I can't thank all of our guests enough. Meridium Spirits, John Irvin, Gluten-Free Things. Uh, let me look at the wall. Elon Wenzel, Mark, Whist- Mark Whistler, Chris Moore. We'll see you guys next week on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.